Praise God. Stand, if you will, Brother Stone King. We are so thankful that you're here. What a great uh, opportunity for our church. And I know that God's got his hand on this place today. Let's respond to the word of the Lord. Thank you, Brother Hughes. Praise the Lord, everyone. Thomas Jefferson said, I am never so happy as when I am in the free flow of affection among friends. That's how I feel about you people here. I have always felt that about you people here in Houston. Something wonderful happened at the camp meeting, and I said it to a few people. We just picked up where we left off years ago. The Holy Ghost is flowing. God has chosen you for such a time as this. You have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. For just a moment, lift your hands and worship God, understanding and knowing that, and just let your voice out. Something wonderful is in this house here today. Worship you, Jesus. Hato Korisha Lavaraka Shataya. Handa Lavarisha Lavaraka Shataya Varaka. Hato Korisha Lavaraka Shataya. Hatoko Shatato Keshatakafa. God, I worship you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I want to draw your attention today to a verse of scripture found in the book of Proverbs, chapter 22. Proverbs 22 and verse 29. The Bible says, Seest thou a man diligent in his business? He shall stand before kings. Then if you look in Matthew chapter 10... In verse 18, Jesus said, And he shall be brought before governors and kings for my sake, for a testimony against them and the Gentiles, etc. A final verse of scripture found in Matthew 24 and verse 14. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations and then shall the end come. We are living at the end of the age. This thing is not going to go on another 10, 15, 20 years. Something is about to happen. Even leading statisticians and People who sit in penthouse apartment offices in New York City and look down at the world, they say this thing cannot continue as it is going. Something is about to happen. They're right. That something is the coming of the Lord. You can feel it. You can feel it. Clap your hands for a moment and just let your voice out. Jesus, we worship you today. Because you are God, bind us now together in one mind and one accord. We will not fail to give you praise, glory, and honor. We ask these things in the matchless, resplendent, 
all-powerful name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And everyone said, Amen. Lord bless you. You may be seated. Thank you for standing so long. In fact, I took note of something here today. You folks hardly need pews at all. I think that's tremendous. It really is. Some of you, I'm sure, probably have heard that I addressed the General Assembly at United Nations in New York City. How many have heard or maybe watched some of that? The thing I want to discuss with you today is this. How did I get there? It all started with two sisters in Honduras. They were raised in a Trinitarian Pentecostal background of some kind. They were two sisters, Alexandra and Belkis. Belkis believed it and lived it and received the Holy Ghost. They were not baptized in Jesus' name. But Alexandra thought the Trinity doctrine was nonsense and she would have nothing to do with it. Eventually she got to New York City. Alexandra did. They both did. And um, her sister Belkis married a man and goes to Dr. Art Wilson's church now in Romulus, Michigan. But Alexandra worked her way into the United Nations and became secretary to Ban Ki-moon who was the most powerful man in the world at that time. He was the general secretary. I was preaching for Art Wilson, and Alexandra came to hear me preach. This is the reason. While she worked in the incredible position she had at the United Nations, one of her kidneys became enlarged twice the normal size, and there was nothing Medical science could do for it. Nothing. She lost weight. She was very pale. She was going down and she was dying. And everyone at United Nations knew that Alexandra was dying. So she left the United Nations office where she worked and she went basically home to die. But this Jesus thing began to work on her. And one day in her own home, this is how she prayed. This is how she is. She said, Jesus, if this thing is real, you're going to have to make it plain to me. That's how she is. Heat filled her low back just like that. And the tumor shrunk. The, the, the whole kidney shrunk to normal size. Instantaneously. People... If you ask, you shall receive. Jesus. So, she was miraculously healed. Well, she called her sister, Romulus, Michigan. She said, I've been healed. Because I've been healed. So she came there to the services and... Dr. Wilson preached that morning on the oneness of God. When he preached the oneness of God, heat filled that low back. She knew it was truth. She got baptized in Jesus' name and received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Absolutely amazing. Well, 
later she came uh, back to Romulus, Michigan, and she I, I preached, and she was there, and Jonathan was with me, and uh, we went out to eat afterwards, and I wanted to hear her testimony. It, it's absolutely electrifying to hear her tell it, how God had healed her and the things that have happened. In fact, she took her testimony to the entirety of the United Nations. She was able to witness to the 4,000 people that work at United Nations about the glory of this Jesus that you and I know. People, this thing was not done in a corner, and it's not going to end in a corner. We're part of the greatest thing that has ever happened in the world right now. It's now. So... We were in this restaurant eating, and she was giving me her testimony. It was just amazing. And uh, then she looked at me, and she said, Brother Stone King, the whole United Nations is very interested in miracles. They've never heard anything like it. And uh, she said, you've got a tremendous testimony of being healed and raised from the dead. What is the possibility of you coming to the United Nations and giving your testimony? I said, well, it's possible. I said, it would depend on my schedule, their schedule, and coordinating everything. I said, but I, w- I could do that. Well, in the end result, I went. It was amazing. I get there, and um, I meet Brother Wilson, and uh, <laughs> it was just hilarious. He said, Brother Stone King. I said, what? He said, I've got three delegates from United Nations right now that we've got to get baptized in Jesus' name. He said, I don't know where to do it. We're in New York City on the streets in Manhattan with three delegates from the U.N. wanting to be baptized in Jesus' name. So I said, well, Art, he said, where are we going to baptize him? I said, there's got to be a health club here somewhere, and they're going to have a swimming pool. I said, so let's try to find a health club. We didn't walk a block, and there was a health club. So we walk in. Hart walks up to the desk and he says, we've got three people who want to baptize. Could Maybe we use your swimming pool. They said, impossible. He said, we're from United Nations. No problem. We walked right straight through, just like that. So here we are downstairs, people swimming back and forth. And of course, we can't baptize in the deep end. We could lose them. So we have to go to the shallow end. And there we stood and baptized these three delegates in Jesus' name. One of them came out of the water speaking with tongues. It was just absolutely amazing. So then they asked me to come and speak, give my testimony to the delegates at United Nations. Delegates are not ambassadors. Delegates are those that are working to become ambassadors. What's interesting about this, these people start training for this as children. And when you get involved with an ambassador, you are automatically involved with the king, the queen, or the president of that country because it is the, it is the wish of the king or the queen that they're even at the UN. They're the ones that send them. So I became involved with a lot of very important people. They wanted me to come and give my testimony about being raised from the dead. It was at lunchtime, and they only had 45 minutes. So they sang a little chorus, and um, they had me come and stand. There were 40 delegates in that audience. Cambodian monks, 
an Islamic imam, a Roman Catholic priest, Jewish rabbis, atheist, you name it, they were there. Forty delegates. So I simply gave my testimony about being raised from the dead. I simply said, ladies and gentlemen, you're looking at a miracle. I'm not supposed to be here. According to medical science, it's impossible. But I know a man called Jesus. And I gave my testimony. While I was watching the clock because they had to be back to work. And they were on their lunch hour. So I finished what I did. And I just very um, graciously turned it back to Dr. Wilson. Art Wilson gets up and he says, Now, if any of you here need a miracle of healing, Dr. Stonking will be very happy to pray for you. That's the first time I knew anything about it. All 40 of those delegates lined up for a miracle. All 40 of them lined up. So... I didn't have, I didn't have anybody on the keyboard. There was nobody singing behind me. Nope, man playing the organ. Just raw, cold faith. I mean, people, either we got it or we don't got it. I'm here to say, we've got it. It's in me. It's in you. These signs shall follow them that believe. As I said, I'm a believer. They all lined up. The first man, his name was Anthony. And uh, I walked over to him, and they're all standing in line, all four of them. No music. I said, Anthony, he gave me his name. I said, Anthony, what is your problem? He said, Reverend, I've got pain in my back. I've had it for 10 years. They can't help me. The disc are bulging out of my low back. I need a miracle. I said, well, God will give you one. I put my hands on his head and prayed a simple prayer in Jesus' name. When I took my hands off, he went, ah, ah, ah. He bent all different directions and began to shout and dance. He was healed instantaneously, and the disc went back in place. That happened before all of those delegates in that place. There were four notable miracles that took place right there and four of them received the Holy Ghost and four of them were baptized in Jesus' name. It shook everything. Well, then... They wanted to know if I could speak to the General Assembly at United Nations. And I said, I can, I can arrange that. And what happened was, the top most powerful men at United Nations, they were given different names. And my name was on it. And here's why. Because the top leaders at United Nations realized that politics is not the answer to the human atrocities and the terrorism in the world. So they decided they would bring in 14 of the world's top religious leaders from all over the world. There were Cambodian monks. There was an Islamic imam, as I've said. 
Catholic bishop, the list went on. But it was interesting to me that of all the people they could have chosen to represent Protestant Christianity, they didn't choose a big-name Trinitarian televangelist. They chose an apostolic Pentecostal Christian. That's miraculous. And here's why. God let me see something. Because they wondered about this, and I talked to him about everything. He said to me, basically, I've given the Trinitarians a chance to receive the truth. I've sent my people to witness to them. They rejected it. So I've turned my spotlight from them, and it's now beaming on the apostolic people. That's where we are, ladies and gentlemen. This is our day. This is our moment in time. If we miss this, we've missed it all. We've got to come out of the corner and we've got to say, yes, I'm one of them. Yes, I'm baptized in Jesus' name. Yes, there's only one God. Yes, I speak with tongues. Yes, I believe in holiness. This is our day. This is our hour. It doesn't make any difference if they receive it or reject it. He didn't tell me to save them. He just told me to tell them. So I tell them. You've got to tell them. You're the most powerful people on the planet. You people have got power to raise the dead. You can lay hands on the sick. They will recover. You can cast out devils. You are powerful, but you've got to get off that seat. You've got to come out of your corner. This is our day. This is our hour. The entire world is waiting to hear your voice. Clap your hands again and shout unto the Lord with a a voice of triumph. So there were 14 of the world's great religious leaders and they were each given 10 minutes I was number 11 on the list because our names were alphabetical order. It was amazing. None of them stayed within the 10-minute time frame. And every one of them was boring. <laughs> Nobody was listening. Not even the other speakers. They were working with their iPads, texting. They weren't paying attention to anything. But when they called my name, the usher had come to me and he said, Reverend, is it possible you could walk down to the podium by yourself? I have to help the aged rabbi back to his seat. I said, there's no problem at all. I'll be fine. So I stood to my feet when they called my name and I walked to that podium. I am the only Christian apostolic voice that has ever spoken to the General Assembly in the history of his existence, which is over 70 years. We are the only voice that has spoken from that podium. I simply stepped into the pulpit. I said, Your Excellencies, ladies and gentlemen, and I basically gave 
my testimony of God raising me from the dead. And I basically told them the answer to the human atrocities and terrorism in the world is Acts 38. Acts 2.38. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. I finished my address in seven and a half minutes. I'm the only one that stayed within the time frame. I simply, when I walked off, said, Your Excellencies, ladies and gentlemen, I give you Jesus. That's what I have to give. That's what you have to give. We give this world Jesus. Clap again and just rejoice for a moment in time. Within 48 hours after that address, 3 million people had watched it worldwide and heard it worldwide. Within just about four weeks, over 3 million people had watched it and heard it. At this point, over 54 million people in the world have listened to Acts 2.38 from the United Nations Address. After it happened a couple of days later, Alexandra, the secretary to Ban Ki-moon, called me and I said, Alexandra, I said, while I was speaking, giving that address, was it translated into other languages? She said, Brother Stone King, as you spoke, it was translated automatically into the six mother tongue languages of the world. Chinese, Arabic, German, Spanish, French, English. She said, well, you don't understand, Brother Stone King, is that 2.8 billion people speak one or more of those languages. She said, that's how far Acts 2.38 will go. We got Acts 2.38 to the whole world in seven and a half minutes. And they're talking about it everywhere. They're talking about it everywhere. It's all over Africa. It's all over the Middle East. It's gotten into Arab countries. I got calls from South Africa wanting my permission to translate it into the language so they could show it to all the churches in South Africa. I gave them my permission. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the greatest hour that we have ever lived in. It's the most exciting time to be a Christian, to be a Christian, to be an apostolic Christian. Oh. It's just amazing because I got this phone call from Brother Woodward. He said, Brother Strong King, there's a man on the phone in Africa. He's wanting permission to translate this into their language. I said, of course, give it to him. So things are just beginning to just explode. And it's not stopping. As a result of that... In the end result, 
I was appointed as an actual ambassador to United Nations. So for one year, I was an ambassador to United Nations, and my exact title was Goodwill Ambassador and Special Envoy for Peace and Development. That was my title. No one else has ever had that title. It's been passed on to someone else now because I retired from the position. But at this point, and for the rest of my life, I will always be referred to as a former ambassador to United Nations. It's amazing to me that one of us got into that position. It's amazing. God is doing things. God is doing things. And it's not just me. It's you. It's you. It's all of us together in this incredible move of God. I just feel that you should put your hands in the air and ask God to do with you exactly what he wants to do with you. Just somehow yield to the presence of God right now in this place. Jesus, I worship you. I thank you for this year of opportunity in this church. Let something happen here. That this word opportunity get a hold of every man, every woman, every young person in this congregation. That something will happen here today in the name of Jesus. God, that you will explode in them their limit, their unlimited potential to speak on behalf of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. You... you you may be seated. How many have ever heard of Rabbi Jonathan Kahn? He wrote The Harbinger. Well, <clears throat> at the end of my address at the UN, Rabbi Jonathan Kahn found out I was there. So he called the United Nations and said, I want to meet this Reverend Stone King by way of Skype. So Alexandra came to me. She said, Jonathan wants to meet you. I said, fine, but I have to know what time because I've got other things going on at the UN today. And she said, well, I'll find out. So she came back in about 30 minutes. She said, he's changed his mind. He doesn't want to meet you by way of Skype. He wants to meet you personally. I said, fine, because he's just an hour drive from northern New Jersey to the United Nations. So he drove. Well, we got this private room upstairs in a very nice place on about the 45th floor there in the UN. And we're waiting for him. And uh, she's with us. And uh, Brother Wilson and his wife and myself uh, were there, and uh, Alexander, of course, and we waited a few minutes, and then the call came that um, the rabbi had had arrived. Well, the security of the United Nations is very, very tight. However, I had a presidential pass, which means I didn't have to stand in the queues or the lines. I just flashed a yellow card, and I went straight through. I had the same pass that the President of the United States has, the Queen's, King's, Sovereigns of the world have. I just had that card, and I could show it, and I went straight through security. But Jonathan didn't have it. So they brought him in, and um, 
I had watched him online. I, I love to hear him because he preaches like an Old Testament prophet. He doesn't care what you think. He just tells it like it is. So when he walked in, I mean, if you know me at all, you know how I am. I, I just stood to my feet in honor of him. I walked over and grabbed his folded arms like this young man here. And I said, Jonathan, I am absolutely delighted to meet you. I said, I have cried watching you. I've clapped. I've shouted watching you online. I said, you're just an incredible person. Well, I'm quite sure that most people don't introduce themselves to him like that. I'm sure he's not used to this type of thing. But I just went at it. Well, then he sat down. And this is what he said. We've got to get back to Acts 2.38. He said it three times. We've got to get back to Acts 2.38. Dr. Wilson said, it's interesting you're saying that because the reverend just addressed the General Assembly on Acts 2.38 and he had recorded it on his iPad. So he turned the iPad to Rabbi Jonathan Kahn, turned it on, and Jonathan sat there and listened to my seven and a half minute address to the General Assembly. When he finished watching it, Jonathan said, this is timely. I need a miracle. He said, I've got a tumor on my throat and uh, my thyroid or something. And he said, I, I need a miracle. I'm going to have to do surgery. I said, well, we'll lay hands on you, pray for you, and God will hear you. But before that, I want to ask you some questions. I was extremely pointed. I said, I want to ask you some questions. Since you have believed, have you been baptized by in water in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins? He said, yes. Next question. When they put you under the water, did they say, I now baptize you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins? He said, yes. I said, next question. Have you received the baptism of the Holy Ghost speaking with tongues since you believe? He said, yes. I said, now it's time to pray. Please stand. Why was I so pointed? Because it may be the only chance in my entire lifetime to get the truth of that man. People, we got to stop this padding and this playing around. We don't have time for that. I had to reach him. It was my only hope. He stood. I put one hand on his chest, one hand on his back, and that dude broke out speaking with tongues all over the place. I mean, he spoke with tongues and cried and shook and trembled for nearly 20 minutes. I, I can tell you, Rabbi Jonathan Kahn has the Holy Ghost because I had a hold of him. He's got the Holy Ghost. And he baptizes in Jesus' name. Clap again, because people, excitement is in the air. Opportunity is here for us. It's upon you as never before. I've gotten word that this whole message I gave has entered into Georgia, someplace in Africa. It's all over that part of the country. I was, I'd stepped on a Delta Airlines flight. I don't fly Delta that much. I fly United. I have over two million miles with United. I'm the premier platinum member with them. But anyway, on this one trip, I had to take a Delta flight. So I don't know the Delta people because I don't fly Delta. But um, I check in at Delta, went up to the gate, 
Got on the plane. I had a window exit row seat. I'm seated. Everyone is seated. Everyone is belted in. And I look up, and the flight attendant is walking down the aisle. I knew in the Holy Ghost she was coming to me. Sure enough, she came right to my row, and she stood there, and she said, Is it possible I should know you? I said, Well, it's possible because I did address the General Assembly of the United Nations. She said, That's it. You're Lee Stone King, aren't you? I said, Yes, yes, I am. She said, I listened to your address. She said, it's in Acts 2.38. That's where it's at. She's preaching to the whole cabin, folks. I'm just in the audience. She's telling him it's all in Acts 2.38. I mean, it was amazing. I just saw her again about a month or two ago. She saw me in some airport. She came running. And, and just we talked about it. Is that amazing? I walked into Southern California. I was going through TSA. Before I ever got there, the man said, you're Lee Stone King, aren't you? I said, yes, yes, I am. He said, I watched your address at the UN. He said, I cried. People, this thing was not done in a corner. It's not going to end in a corner. Let your voice out if you have the Holy Ghost. Just let the Holy Ghost speak through you for a moment. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. I was standing at a United Airlines counter. A man I've never seen before walked out from behind the counter. He said, you're Lee Stone King, aren't you? I said, yes. He said, I watched your address. May I have a picture with you? I said, yes. So here we're standing in front of the counter at United, like some celebrity. They're taking pictures. It's amazing. It's just, it's just amazing. I was in a cab in New York City, and Brother Wilson was with me. We were being taken from one place to another, doing some work at the UN. And um, I sat in the front seat, and I talked to the cab driver in my way of doing things. I was talking to him. And when the cab arrived where we were going, uh, Brother Wilson asked me to, he opened the door for me and said, you can go on up the steps and wait for me. And he was going to pay the driver. This is what I didn't know until later. The driver said to him, who is the man that sat beside me? I said, what, what do you mean? He said, I felt something coming from him. I've never felt anything like it in my entire life. So Brother Wilson said, that's Reverend Stone King. He's an ambassador to the United Nations. He has the Holy Ghost. That man said, I've never felt anything like it. He said, I can't take money from you because what I felt coming from that man. People, you don't realize what you have a hold of, what has a hold of you inside of you. When you walk into restaurants and people stop eating, look, they feel something. Something is inside of you. God is trying to awaken us as a people to get out of our corners and just be who he wants us to be in the closing hours of time. That's what God is wanting in this hour. If you believe that, if you believe that, just welcome it and lift your hands and just worship the Lord for a moment. 
Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Jesus, I worship you. That's it. Just let your voice out. I don't have to go any farther. Just let your voice out. Thank you, thank you, Jesus. And I close with these details, and you may do with it whatever you like. You may be seated one more time. It's very interesting <clears throat> for me to understand that in-house, by that I mean within the walls of United Nations building, 38 delegates and ambassadors have now been baptized in Jesus' name, and 38 have received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Outside of the UN, hundreds and hundreds are being baptized in Jesus' name. Hundreds and hundreds are receiving the Holy Ghost because of what happened in the United Nations. And here's the most interesting thing. If you look at Matthew 24, 14... And this gospel shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. The King James Version uses the word witness. In every other Bible translation in the world, that word witness is changed to testimony. This gospel shall be preached in all the world for a testimony. And that's what I gave in my address at the testimony. A testimony of the power of the one true God. A testimony of the one true message that will save man. We reach the world with Acts 2.38 in seven and a half minutes. People, we're at the end of this thing. We're at the end of this thing. That's why in closing this particular session today, I want to encourage you as a man, as a woman, to become your potential, your full potential. You've got nothing to lose. It doesn't matter what people think. It doesn't matter what people say. I don't. I've reached the place I couldn't care less. I've got it and I know that I've got it. You've got it and I know that you've got it. And so we ought to do something with it now in this hour. If you believe that, just in your own way, would you just stand and clap your hands and just shout unto the Lord and the Holy Ghost is falling upon you because 
of your willingness. Oh, clap your hands, all ye people, and shout unto the Lord with a voice of testimony. Angels are in this place right now. The hand of God is reaching. The spirit of anointing is falling upon people in this audience right now in the name of Jesus. So by the authority of the word of God, by the power of the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, receive it, receive it. If you can feel a fresh anointing, I want you to come running to this altar. If you feel a fresh calling upon you, something has happened in your heart and life today. I want you to come and just absolutely embrace it because my prayer is that you will never be the same again that you will not be able to be the same again that something will have gotten a hold of you here today that will change the rest of your life forever and forever and forever people it's now or never for us it's now or never for us that's it that's it in the name of Jesus such as I have such as I have in the name of Jesus receive it 